0: Beyond the Parent, the podcast
1: for Christians, seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Chuck Mead. I'm Jeremy Autry. Hey, um, we began the conversation saying there's some decisions you let your kids make for themselves as they grow older, that changes, but there's some things in your home that should be non-negotiable. These are things that we're going to do in our home, and it's just the norm for us, regardless of what age you are. You don't get to choose whether or not you're going to do this, you're going to do this. Um, Today we're going to talk about morality. We're going to talk about following a set of rules, following a concept of what's right and what's wrong. The idea that that has to be a thing in your home, that there's really no room for whether or not you're going to do that.
0: Yeah. We started off the entire podcast, how the gospel is what transforms lives. Only Jesus Christ can change, and the, the power of the gospel can change our kids' hearts. And so when it comes to Christian living and spiritual discipline and living living the morals and truths of the word of God, we find that power in the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't change our kids' hearts with morals. And Jeremy, it might be a good time to just define what moralism is before
1: we jump into this. How so, would you define moralism? Uh, so moralism itself is the concept that Uh, Well, morals is the idea that there are right things and wrong things. Mm -hmm. Moralism is um, kind of the concept that that's the most important thing, whether or not this is right or wrong. Um, And an atheistic view of right and wrong would say, hey, this is just right and it's just wrong. And that's the upper echelon of the importance of the conversation. Uh, But as Christians, we say God is the end and the gospel is the most important aspect of that and god tells us what is right and wrong so it's not enough just to not tell a lie yeah we also have to understand who god is and put our trust in christ to be right to be righteous to be right with god it's not enough to just do the right things and in children's ministry especially we can fall into the trap um and and in dealing with younger kids we can fall into the trap of as long as you do the right things you're right yeah but that's that's moralism that's not how the gospel works and how our relationship with God works because we haven't done all the right things and we can never do enough right things to erase the fact that we've done some wrong things.
0: Yeah. So having the right morals isn't going to change their heart, but in our home, we do, if we're following Jesus, if we're following what we read last week from from Deuteronomy and following the New Testament blueprint for leading our homes and raising our families, we do need to mandate morality in in our home and we are all mandating some type of re-
1: everyone morality right? Um, people who would never listen to this podcast people who don't believe there's a creator or people who believe in a different um savior than christ they still all atheist catholics the most strict uh fundamental christian we all have morals in our home we all say you do not do this this is wrong you do this always this is right we do that in every setting you find yourself. There's morals that are applied to that setting. Yeah. We go to the deepest, darkest jungles. We find that that tribe there has some kind of moral system that they follow.
0: Yeah. If you don't think that our society has any morals at all, then you, you know don't do this. But just try driving 30 miles over the speed limit. Drive driving down 421. You'll soon find that there is a a more an established moral they might not call it that but a rule of you have
1: to drive the yeah. certain speed Just limit walk in walmart pick up what you want and try to walk out yeah yeah
0: so every every society has morality now it's a decayed. most societies have decayed pictures of biblical morality but it all is trickling down from the original morality established by god so
1: jeremy what's different
0: from Christian morality versus other sources
1: of morality. Well, that's the, that's the rub. Christian morality, which is the perfect morality. Every other morality is a decayed version of mm-hmm. that. But Christian morality doesn't just come from a human concept. Christian morality was created by God. Um, so in establishing and mandating Christian morality in our home, we're saying we do the right things and we don't do the wrong things because of who God is Yes. and because he's in charge. Uh, so it puts this whole new spin onto the expectations that we have for our kids expectations, of course, that they're going to fall short on. They're not going to meet all of those expectations. So then there has to be a consequence. But along with that consequence, I'm probably jumping the gun, but along with that Mm -hmm. consequence is a reminder of who God is Mm -hmm. and why we need a Savior. This is why our homes need Christian morality so that we can understand that need.
0: Yeah, so really, I mean, we could, if we're putting these down to reasons we mandate biblical morality in our homes we could start with that one we want to glorify god with our parenting that is the reason we glorify god when we follow his word even if our kids aren't yet believing it we glorify god in establishing our homes as hey we're gonna honor him with the rules that we have in
1: our house if we're not careful as we um delve into and discuss the concepts of parenting we're going to lose track of this fact. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, we ourselves are individual agents who were created to worship and glorify and enjoy God ourselves first. Yeah. And so everything we do, including our parenting, falls under that umbrella. So our parenting is not uh, about us and our parenting is not about our kids. First and foremost, as children of God, our parenting is about God. And even if it doesn't accomplish anything else, we should be seeking to glorify him with the way we parent. Yeah. So here's his morals. Here's how he says we're supposed to live. We set that up in our home as the expectation with consequences when it's not met because that glorifies our creator. Yeah.
0: So this, this goes the same. Before we jump any further. It's just good to kind of give some examples. Hey, these are say our kids are not uh, followers of Jesus. Maybe as a teenager, they say, I'm not a Christian anymore. I don't buy into this stuff. This is not where I stand. But we still have that responsibility um, to glorify God in our parenting. And so we are going to establish boundaries. We're going to establish rules in our home that are going to look different from the world. We, we need to draw lines in certain areas. Hey, uh, you're not going to say those words in this house because this is a, a rule we have in place. So that's mandating morality. You're not going to say that. Hey, uh, you're not going to steal. You're not going to cheat. You're not going to break these laws. Okay, we'd be like, okay, duh. But then we, we draw that line in other places the world thinks is crazy. Hey, we're going to follow what God's word clearly outlines as the way to handle sex and relationships.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the world looks at that very differently. A world that doesn't believe in Christ and God uh, looks at premarital sex mm-hmm. uh, differently. The uh, outside of marriage on what what our kids do in their late teens and early 20s, uh, a lost world looks at that very differently than yeah. we do as Christians and, and what the Bible mandates. And so it's going to be different as we consider these things. It's, it should look different in yeah.
0: our home. And especially because the the standard has been set so low, even in that specific area for our kids. I mean, so much of society is like, oh, that's just what teenagers do. Teenagers are going to go and they're going to sneak out and they're going to be with different people and they're going to sleep around or whatever they would say. And they they just expect that. You are the the extremely odd one out if you go off to college um, as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old and you haven't had sex.
1: Yeah. I think there's an, an um, acceptance on the side of parents. Um, once my kids are that age, they're in college, these are things that are going to happen. They're going to sow their wild oats mm-hmm. and then they're going to settle down. And that just is what it is. Yeah. But Christian morality, the Bible says, uh, no, that's right. wrong. It's bad. Now, uh, still, let's just be honest. Most young adults in college are going to make that decision. But... As a Christian parent, I'm saying, hey, that was a mistake, Mm -hmm. not, hey, this is just the norm.
0: Right, right. And so, whatever we take, whatever line we draw, again, we line up um, the morals we draw in our home. We do that, this all according to scripture. We don't let the world's way of thinking trickle into our homes. We draw the line where God does. So, going back to the reasons we mandate biblical morality, we said, We want to glorify God with our parenting. What would we say next, Jeremy?
1: Um, I would say next that uh, we want to glorify God with our parenting. And then also, we know the Bible gives us instruction on the best way to live our lives. Now, I'm not saying that if we follow Christian principles, if we memorize the book of Proverbs, that we're not going to have any trouble in our lives. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I am saying that following the creator's plan of how to live is the best option for every single yeah. person in his creation.
0: It helps society to be run better. It helps um, it, if we follow the Ten Commandments and follow Jesus's basically additional commentary on the and clarification of the Ten Commandments in his Sermon on the Mount. If everyone in our society believed that, don't mishear me. We need the power of the gospel. But you just take practically, if people really followed the Ten Commandments and didn't murder people, society would be better. Right, right. If we, if we really did this, there would be, if people didn't commit adultery and there were more intact families, society would be better. Yeah,
1: and you bring that um, into the New Testament, the Sermon on the Mount. If people love their neighbors like they love themselves, you know, the, these things would make the world a better place. I feel like we're a Coke commercial from the eighties, but it's
0: true. And so we, we truly believe that following, following God's way for living because God created us. um, He created everything and he knows what works best for us. God doesn't give us rules and commands to restrict us. God gave us uh, commands because that was the most free way we could live. We follow uh, his word when it comes to that. We take, john eight thirty two seriously when uh when the lord says the truth will make us free we know or god knows that we will have the most freedom and the best life possible when we follow his commands for living
1: yeah yeah the uh sin is dangerous and that's one of the reasons that god warns us against sin uh, so choosing to do things his way is what's best for my kid now we said god's first We prioritize him by making these decisions. We bring him glory. But then as we turn our eyes to our kids, it's what's best for our kids. Chuck talked a little bit about teenagers who may say, hey, I'm an atheist. I I don't believe what you believe about God and about salvation. The same thing's true for my kid who is in elementary school or even preschool. They're too young they haven't understood the gospel yet or maybe they understand but they haven't put their trust in Christ yet i'm still mandating this christian moralism those are strong words mm-hmm. i don't say that to my second grader that i'm mandating yeah. this christian morality but i still do because it's what's best for my kid yeah. you know it's best for you to be an honest person it's best for you to be kind to other people this the way christ teaches us to live is how you can live your best life. Yeah, hmm, that's dangerous.
0: But yeah, well, and it leads into our our third and most important reason: like living according to the morals. Uh, it, again, using the word mandate. If we use that word, mandating biblical morality in our homes ultimately, when handled the right way, points them to the gospel, and that has to be the key in mandate. And this is where I think a lot of people wrestle with this because maybe they didn't see. Uh, they had parents that mandated certain morals and they never gave a reason behind it. Yeah, They never pointed them, this is the whole reason why, and this is why it's the best way to live. But ultimately, um, this is, uh, we've been changed through the power of Jesus Christ. We've been released from the chains of living, doing what we want to do according to the flesh that really just restricts and binds us. And according to the power of the gospel, we can, we now have the freedom Uh, To live out the way God intended his people to live.
1: Yeah. So um, this is where we can't be lazy parents. This is where we can't just say, here's the rule. And if you break it, here's the consequences. And then walk away from it. Um, When we explain that this rule exists, that needs to come with, hey, this rule came from God. I'm am applying what I understand scripture to teach. And then when that rule is broken, when that expectation isn't met and that consequence, that punishment, that discipline is doled out, there has to be a gospel conversation right there. Yes. Hey, you messed up and we all mess up and there's consequences because we mess up. And here it is. Um, but there's grace. Yeah. 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 It's a, It's the whole reason. Think of the Old Testament. Think of the uh the jewish nation god gave them all kinds of rules yeah. some of them seemed uh, especially to us thousands of years later just ridiculous mm-hmm. but god is saying hey we're different from the people around us hey here's how you glorify me here's how you stay safe and healthy yeah. and when you don't follow these rules there will be consequences yeah um, but the ultimate reason for that he says in the new testament uh, that law was a schoolmaster to bring them to salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, the morals in my home are not there so that I can be the king of my house i'm I'm so convicted as I say this because mm-hmm. this is the trap I fall into mm-hmm. the The rules in my house are not so Jeremy can be the king of the Audrey house, and things can go the way he wants them to go, and I can be comfortable and happy and watch the show I want to watch yep. and Go to bed when I want to go to bed. The rules in my house should be there to glorify God, to give my kids the best life they can have, and ultimately to point them to the gospel.
0: Mm, that's good. So we don't have morals to just earn points with God or to brag or impress people. We live morally, according to God's word, as a response of worship to the grace God has shown us. So if we stop at a mat and just think about how the sacrifice that Jesus paid on the cross, so that we can have now access to God, a relationship with Him, when we when that truly impacts the way we think and live and believe, then we could we we look at these uh, commands of Scripture and we say, "Of course, I'm going to follow the the way God has uh, for me to live. I'm of course I'm going to follow that. I trust Him, and I know that God gives these moral commands." Out of love, not to restrict me. So, Jeremy, we can't force our kids to agree with what the Bible says. So we may have kids in our home who were giving these moral commands. They, and they don't in their minds agree with it. Can mandate behavior, but not the heart. So what would you say about (laughs) weaving those together? You know, I mean, uh, at some point, uh, we know there's some things we're not going to force our kids to do, right? What would some of those things be?
1: Uh, things we're not going to force our kids well, to do. Well,
0: morally, you know what yeah. I
1: mean? Yeah, I'm not going to force my kid to... If I had a kid who said, hey, I'm an atheist, I don't believe your God is the real God. I'm not going to force that kid to pray to God. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to well, force that kid. Right? right? It's nonsense. Yeah. I can force you to close your eyes, I guess, while I pray. Yeah. We We just, before this, recorded an episode about requiring your kids to read God's Word and mm-hmm. study God's Word. I'm going to make that a requirement of a kid who says I'm an atheist, but I'm not going to make devotion time a requirement, because what are they devoting to a God that they don't believe in? Mm. Um, I'm not going to make their prayer life a demand. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not going to make worship. They were created to worship. But if they're lost, them singing a song is just singing a song, you know, it's nonsense. So. There's some things that this is right and you should be doing this, but I understand the lack of value in forcing you to do this at a young
0: age. So there's things we can't change their hearts, but that just because we can't change their hearts, only God can. But just because that's the case doesn't mean we totally give up and we just say, well... They they don't follow Jesus, so I'm just going to let them make whatever their decisions and live with the consequences while they're still still under our roofs. While while we still have them in our homes, we we do have this expectation. Hey, we can mandate these things. We want our goal is we want their heart to be changed. So we want them to be able to make these own desi- these decisions when they lead their own home
1: one day. Yeah. A couple of thoughts. Our kids are forming their views of who God is as a parent mm. as they watch us parent. So if these rules are just rules and there's no grace and no relationship and just me waking up grumpy from a nap, shouting out commands yeah um, we're giving them a messed up view of who mm-hmm. God is. yeah um, and obviously we're imperfect. we can't do this perfectly but you need to be keenly aware. I need to be keenly aware. That my kids are forming an opinion of who God is based on how I handle these rules in our home. Right. And especially how I handle it when these rules are broken. Um, If there's no grace, if there's no love, if there's no room for forgiveness, Mm. I'm doing more harm than good. I think it may be better. I don't know. This is just me spitballing. I think it may be better for a kid to grow up in a home with no rules but a lot of love. Than to grow up in a home with a lot of rules and no love. Just because of the picture it gives us of who God is. Um, He is. He's forgiving. He's full of grace. Uh, He is so patient with Mm -hmm. me. And uh, I need to be that with my kids to give them that picture. So there's a real danger there. There's also a danger in, hey, here's the rules for you, but they don't apply to me. I get tripped up by that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, A lot. But if this is a Christian rule, if this is what God says, hey, here's how Christians should live, it applies to me, too. Yeah. And I need to live that way. And uh, I'm finding more and more as my kids get older and are forming their own opinions, there's sometimes that they understand a Christian concept, but they don't agree with the way I'm applying it in Mm -hmm. our home. Mm -hmm. Uh, There has to be room for that open discussion. Yeah. A respectful on both sides, open discussion. And then a, I understand your position. Here's how we're applying this right. at our home. And I'm asking you out of respect and honor to me as your father to follow that while you're here. Yeah, that, And that's appropriate in that age. What's going to be harder to swallow as my kids, I have, uh, my oldest son's an adult now, now he's still in college. As my kids get older, what's going to be harder to swallow is watching them in their own homes apply biblical truth yeah. differently than how we applied it in the home they grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm already prayerfully walking through some of that and asking God to strip me of my pride and trusting Him to work in the hearts yeah. of my children.
0: That's good, man. And I'm just so glad you touched on that. We just have to have the lens of a love in every command rule we have, because God ultimately gave us commands in scripture because of his love for us. And um, it's loving for God to have those boundaries in our lives because he wants to protect us Um, from the mess we could make of our own lives and the mess and the destructive power of sin. Hey, we're going to be unpacking some more, even more specific things. God's leading us in the next, for the next few episodes to begin to talk more about dating, relationships, sex, that conversation with your kids. It's going to be a doozy, a few, back to back, those uh, episodes. It's going to be a lot, but we strongly, passionately feel God is guiding us along this that really flows out of Um, having mandating, for lack of a better term, morality in your homes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing that anyway. So why not mandate the right morals from the creator of the universe and right and wrong himself? So, hey, thanks for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is beyond us, but in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. Thanks,
0: guys.